Hello, and welcome to my podcast, where I, as a psychologist and priest, examine the gospel. My name is Peter Doherty. I'm a Catholic priest and a psychologist who integrates both psychology and scripture studies to further understand the gospels and to seek out deeper teachings. Today, we are focusing on Matthew chapter 23, verse 1 to 12. This gospel will be read in Catholic churches on November 5th, 2023. This gospel focuses on the scribes and Pharisees. There are three points I want to bring to your attention. This gospel gives us insight about who Jesus is. I want to draw your attention to the fact that although Jesus is criticizing the Pharisees, he does respect them and does not challenge their teachings. His criticisms focus rather on their behavior. They literally preach, but they do not practice what they teach. Because of this, Jesus does not see them as authentic. It's clear that Jesus has a preference for those who are defenseless and poor. He criticizes the Pharisees because they did not help those who were heavily, heavy burdened. Religious faith is not meant to be burdened. It's clear that Jesus favors leadership that is anchored in service to the people. My second point is Jesus also criticizes the Pharisees for drawing attention to themselves. They are seeking out the admiration and the respect of others rather than serving the people. This self-serving nature to their ministry undermines the value of their ministry. At best, they are serving their own need for admiration rather than serving God. They have lost the central tenet of the purpose of their calling. There are many examples in Scripture where Jesus criticizes the Pharisees. As mentioned earlier, Jesus appears to respect the role of the Pharisees, but is critical of their behavior. I'm sure we all know people who criticize a lot. Some like to put others down so they can feel superior. Ironically, it's a sign of low self-esteem, and they can be quite cruel in their criticisms. There are others who are used to evaluating others, that they naturally look for ways to prove something by pointing out what needs to change regardless if they've been asked. I'm sure we know many people like this. I also know people who criticize something they value because they believe it could be so much better. Let me give you an experience in my own life. I know several people who are or were in active ministry. Even though they were passionate about their ministry, they have left the ministry and some have even left the church. They often criticize the church, but I notice that although they are quick to criticize, there is also a sense of disappointment, as they know the church could have done a better job of welcoming and evangelizing all people. I wonder if Jesus felt this way about the Pharisees. He is critical of them because he knows they could and should do much better. I'm also thinking of the prophets in the Old Testament. Who, were criti who criticized the leadership of, of the day. This was an unhealthy practice, as many lost their lives challenging those in established authority. One of the most well-known examples is John the Baptist. Fortunately, we live in a time and in a country where people are, do not lose their life when they criticize the government or the church. 
with charity, something we need to call out where the church can do better. Let me say that again, with charity, sometimes we need to call out where the church can do better. It's not easy though, and we can expect resistance. And we need to do it with charity and caring. This is a great introduction to my third point. My third point is about humility and its place in our lives as Christians. The last line of this gospel passage is a call to be humble if one is to follow Jesus. What is it about humility that makes it so important in our faith development? When one is humble, one is not thinking about themselves and recognize that others have played an important part in their own successes. They're not attracted or dependent on other people's respect or adoration. Fortunately, I've seen what I, some, what I call false humility. I see this when people put themselves down, hoping that others will disagree and say positive things about them. They're literally fishing for compliments. I remember an incident where an acquaintance of mine who always put herself down, I noticed that those around her would, would disagree with her and compliment her profusely until she felt better. This pattern I thought was quite disturbing. One day I'd had enough, so when she tried it on me, I politely acted surprised and accepted her negative portrayal of herself. She became angry with me. I don't think I'd do that again, but I realized that this was an example of false humility. And this is not what Jesus is talking about. What then is humility? Humility is being honest with yourself and accepting the loving yourself for who you are now. It's suspending personal judgment, but and that honestly can be challenging. The purpose is not to feel bad about ourselves, but actually leave room for God to build us up. We don't always have to get it right. Humility is also respecting others' abilities and strengths. Other successors are not a threat to our own self-confidence, but something to celebrate. Unfortunately, humility has been associated with low self-confidence and poor self-image. And this is not what Jesus is talking about. Humility is giving up the need to be better than others or evaluate one's self-worth for what they do or what they've achieved. Humility is also being free from concern about how others view you. Humility is not getting absorbed in any power struggle or who is the greatest or who is the most important. It's simply not an issue. Humility actually can be quite freeing. Your behavior then can reflect who you are rather than the need to look your best or to attract attention. This gospel provides an important lesson for pastors and Christians who are desiring a deeper relationship with their God. Cultivating humility will take some practice, but don't give up. Humility is not the opposite of pride. And it's true, you can have both. Sure, take pride in your achievements. Take joy in other people's achievements and success stories. It says nothing negative about you. It doesn't have to be a competition. Your self-worth is not a reflection of what you've achieved and resist the temptations to compare. You'll always find people more and less successful than you are. Recognize the contributions of other people in your life. Your life is so much better 
because of the people in your life have done work and on their shoulders are you. If you're not successful or achieving your goals as you would like, ask yourself why. If the majority of your reasons are blaming others, you might want to rethink your assessment. So in conclusion, we are all called to develop a healthy sense of humility if we're going to call for, if we're going to follow Jesus. Thank you for listening. If this is your first time you've heard my podcast and you're interested in hearing more, I urge you to listen to my first podcast where I'll outline my approach. Also, you can reach me by email, peter.dohertyomi at gmail.com. That is peter.dohertyomi at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions on how I can make this podcast more effective, please let me know. I appreciate your feedback. God bless and wish you the best this coming week.